0: Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Before Coffee. Let's get onto Discord. Make sure everyone's ready because it's Friday and we're gonna cover that Friday news. Tie up tie off the rest of the week with exciting stories like never seen before. Unlikely. Okay. Morning.
1: Good morning. morning. A little groggy. Me too. (laughs) Uh, Here we are, man.
0: (laughs) Waking up from a dream.
1: Not sure where my screens are today, but they're being dulled some. Your, uh, your uh, story. Well, I'm really, I'm really low here. Let me. uh, My head up higher. Like, hey Harry, hey you big grown-ups, help me out. I need to get out of chair.
0: Hey, okay. do hey, as a short <laughs> person, I do not appreciate this.
1: <laughs> short people are people too. But...
0: Alright, well I'll start with my first news story then. Okay. Hey on before coffee. Tories provides plans to scrap EU laws, are still reckless, says lawyers.
1: Mass event will let hackers test limit of AI technology.
0: Eurovision organizers rebuff Zelensky's request to give a video speech at finale.
1: Suspect in Natalie Holloway Aruba disappearance to be extradited to U.S.
0: Russian woman suspended, giving a, given a suspended sentence for insulting note on Putin's parents on grave.
1: Science news: Tiny bats provide a glimmer of hope against a fungus that threatened the entire species. And we also have some inflation news Is it's actually going down. We'll see what the actual government does about it. Probably going to raise interest rates again today on the May 5th. May 5th? May 12th, 2023 edition of Before Coffee. Off to a rough start. I had four oh right. I didn't realize. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's been a it's been a while.
1: It's Four Story Friday. <laughs>
0: four Story Friday.
1: There we are. Okay, go. All
0: I'm right. Let's talk about right. how I think we covered this news maybe 3 weeks ago. How they were the UK were about to get rid of a bunch of laws that were made by the EU or under the EU. No. And that was going to undermine a lot of problems and create a lot of problems because a lot of people rely on those laws. How
1: how, how how Great Britain is now just a rudderless ship, basically. Yeah. Okay.
0: The Conservatives' decision to water down proposed legislation to remove 4,000 EU laws from the statute books is still a reckless and irresponsible project, leading bar- barristers have said. While Business Secretary Kemi Badenoch was accused of a massive climb down, barristers say the retention of a sweeping undemocratic ministerial powers and the removal interpretive effect of EU law will blow up decades of legal precedent set by courts in Britain makes for legislation like that founded in authoritarian states. That's right. Why are they even getting rid of all these laws? If it's not causing a problem, just keep them. Yeah, I don't get it either. The government's change of approach reducing the number of laws is catching the headlines, said Eleanor Deuce, partner of Bates Wells and one of the lawyers who worked on retaining EU law in the Brexit department. It is welcome, but there is still a precipice for rights, liabilities, and powers. It was a reckless piece of legislation from the start, and it is still a reckless piece of legislation, she added. Deuce who specializes in data law, previously worked with the Dominic Raab to retain EU law when Brexit happened. We did that to provide certainty, she said. Now all of a sudden, they are throwing out that out the window and fundamental rights are going to be deleted by this law. At stake is the concept of interpretive effect, something the government refers to as supremacy of EU law. The government announced it will reduce the number of laws it's going to remove from the statute books, but also said it will be scrapping the rule that sets out how laws are interpretative, effectively voiding precedents set by courts and tribunals up and down the country over the past 47 years. If Betahawk's version of retained EU law bill, (REUL) makes it to the statute books, employees will no longer be guaranteed their right not to be discriminated against on the grounds of gender or race, for example. An unscrupulous employer might simply say, sorry, we don't think... That is the way the law should be interpreted, because no lawyer will be able to say they know how the law is interpreted. You might hire a lawyer, but they will just come back with a very expensive and elegant, we don't know how this is interpreted either. It will mean the clock starts again in courts and tribunals up and down the country. With certainty by past, commercial interest could be at a free-for-all, Reneging a... Op- negging on obligations to protect farmland, wildlife, hedgerows, and freedom of information roles, experts say. Both barristers who gave expert advice evidence to the Parliamentary Committee on the RUL also pointed out the government has retained sweeping ministerial powers to reform, delete, or save laws without usual parliamentary scrutiny. Nowhere in the current legislation is there an obligation on the government to consult on future reforms, making it difficult for lobby groups to press their points. It is still an undemocratic piece of legislation, Desitos. I I am sure civil servants would have warned Beta Nock about this. This is a problem of government's own making, and they should own up to it. This is irresponsible legislation, she added. The point about legislation is that it's supposed to achieve a policy goal and make life easier. All this does is add layers. All this does is add layers of complexity to laws. So, yep, uh, don't know why this is happening. Seems to be happening out of some sort of anti-EU feelings, right? No logic, yeah. just, you know what? Yeah. Fuck the EU, let's get rid of everything that's happened in the last 47 years, and I'll fix it. It's like, no, that's not... Well, the EU wasn't the problem, yeah. ever. The EU was never a that's, problem. You think it was a problem. Yeah.
1: yeah. Their solution was to bang or green, and they can't go back from that. <laughs> uh, it's an example of really stupid policy. When people say, well, the United States should get a parliamentary government like England, and like... They can't can't do anything, man. They've had the same party rule since Thatcher, basically. That's what they got. I don't know why that's a damn good thing. I mean, I guess John Major was a bit improvement for a while, but that was it. After that, you got Tony Blair just went along with whatever Bush did. You know, whatever, man. Ever since
0: Thatcher, they've been basically doing whatever he... The U.S. Weekly,
1: li- weak leaders, and, and like, there were the idiots. They went for breakfast before he we went for Trump. So there was, they beat us to the stupid. <laughs> and they haven't recovered from it. They, they, yeah. They're still party for some damn reason. Yeah. Let's get a parliamentary system. Okay. Next story. Mass event will let hackers limits, lim- test limits of AI technology by Matt O'Brien from AP. No sooner did ChatGPT get unleashed than hackers started jailbreaking the artificial intelligence chatbot trying to override its safeguards so that it could blurt out some, something unhinged or obscene. <laughs> but now its maker, OpenAI, and other AI providers such as Google and Microsoft are coordinating with the Biden administration to let thousands of hackers take a shot at testing the limits of their technology. It's a hackathon. Some of, the, <laughs> some of the things they'll be looking at find how can chatbots be manipulated to cause harm? Will they share their, the private information we confide in them to other users? And why do they assume a doctor is a man and a nurse is a woman? Uh-oh. My question is, why do they assume I'm offended when I'm the only person in the conversation? Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't say that word.
0: That's bad. Nobody's here to hear it but me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, dude, who who are we offending? No one's here, just me, and I'm the only human. You're not capable of being offended, so stop telling me I'm offended. This is why we need thousands of people," said Runman Chowdhury, a coordinator of the mass hacking event planned for this summer's DEF CON hacker convention. And <laughs> I like how they have a convention. It's totally illegal. In Las Vegas, that's expected to draw several thousands of people get their fingerprints their facial recognition information and set them loose that was that was my part we need a lot of people with a wide range of lived experience subject matter expertise backgrounds hacking and these models and trying to find problems that can go be fixed plus we can collect your dna and keep tracking anyone (laughs) anyone who's tried jet dbt microsoft bing's chat google's Bard will have quickly learned that they have the tendency to fabricate information and confidently present it uh, as yeah. a fact. Yeah. These systems, built on what is known as large language models, also emulate the cultural biases they learned from being tamed, trained upon a huge trove of what people ha- have written online. Oh boy, people online are not real people, they're faking it, man. The idea of Mazhat caught. Her idea of a mass hack caught the intention of the U.S. government officials at mark, in March at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas, where Sven Cattell, founder of DEFCON's long-running AI Village, and Austin Carson, president of responsible AI nonprofit CETA AI, helped lead a workshop inviting community college students to hack an AI model. Carson said those convention, conversations eventually blossomed in a proposal that says AI language models. Following the guidelines of the White House Blueprint for AI Bill of Rights, a set of principles to limit the impacts of algorithm bias, give users control over their data, and ensure that automated systems are used safely and transparently. There's already a community of users trying to, their best to trick chatbots and highlight their flaws. Some are official red teams authorized by the companies to prompt attack the AMI models to discover their vulnerabilities. Many other are hobbyists showing off humorous or disturbing outputs on social media until they get banned for violating a product's terms of service. Okay, how much longer we got to go with this baby? What happens now is kind of a scattershot approach where people find stuff it goes viral on twitter then it may or may not get fixed if it's egregious enough or if the person calling attention to it is influential chowdhury said "In one example known as a grandpa grandma exploit users were able to get chat bots to tell them how to make a bomb a request a commercial chatbot would normally decline by asking it to pretend it was a grandmother telling a bedtime story about making a bomb in other examples searching for a chowdhury re- Searching for another example, searching for a child Hurry using an early version of Microsoft Bing search engine chatbot, which is based on the same technology as ChatGPT, GPT, but can pull real-time information from the internet led to a profile that speculated chad hurry loves to buy new shoes every month and made strange and gendered assertions about her physical appearance (laughs) Chad hurry helped introduce a method of rewarding discovery of algorithmic bias to defcon's ai village in 2021 when she was the head of twitter's ai ethics team a job that that has been eliminated by elon musk take over of the company what a stupid idiot he is but it was a n- newer concept to researchers studying harmful ai bias elon musk wants his ai to fail i'm like what it's whatever man this year event will will be a much larger greater scale and is the first to tackle the large language models that have attracted a large Surge of public interest and commercial investments since the release of GPT late last year. Chowdhury, now the co founder of AI accountability nonprofit Humane Intelligence, said so it's not just about finding flaws. What about figuring out ways to fix them? This is a direct pipeline to give us feedback to companies. She said, it's not like we're just doing this hackathon and everybody's going home. We're going to be spending months after the exercise compiling report, explaining common vulnerabilities, things that came up, patterns we saw. Some of the details are still being negotiated, but companies that have been agreed to provide their models for testing include OpenAI, Google, Chipmaker, NVIDIA, and startups Anthropic hugging face and stability AI hugging face <laughs> building the platform for their their testing is another startup called scale AI known for its work in assessing humans to help AI models by labeling data and your story
0: okay well hopefully uh, we fix that I don't know <laughs>
1: Well, honestly, I think
0: AI, we, AI has uses, but I don't think we should be giving it so much attention. I guess.
1: Well, it's better to fix it before it screws up, and then just wait for it to screw up, and then later figure it out. You know? Yeah, that's true. Not that it's it's going to take over our lives at some point, or your life, or your children's lives, or whatever. You know, a hundred years from now, AI is going to be like everybody's doing fine on Earth, and we're all killing each other. <laughs> Who knows?
0: All right let's talk about the eurovision contest and how Zelensky is requesting to be on air to talk about the ukraine war usually because that's what he's been doing he's been using war shows like the oscars and the grammys and stuff like that to on. appear on appear on screen to be like guys don't forget people are dying over here i think it's a really smart decision but let's read the story and then I'll give you my opinion. The owners of Eurovision SongCrest have turned down a request from Vladimir Zelensky to make a video appearance during the f- finale on Saturday in Liverpool. The Ukrainian president had hoped to appeal to the global audience of about 160 million people to continue their support for his country in the war with Russia. The European Broadcasting Union (EBU), an alliance of more than 100 broadcasters that oversee the contest, is concerned that an appearance by Zelensky risks politicizing the event. An EBU spokesperson told the Times, The Eurovision Song Contest is an international entertainment show and governed by strict rules and principles which have been established since its creation. As part of these, one of the cornerstones of the contest is the non-political nature of the event. This principle prohibits the possibility of making political or similar statements as part of the contest. The request by Mr. Selinski to address the audience at the Eurovision Song Contest Whilst made with laudable intentions, regrettably cannot be granted as it would be against the rules of the event. The spokesperson added that in this week's two semifinals and the final of the contest, there are 11 Ukrainian artists included. This last including last year's winners, Halush Orchestra. Additionally, 37 locations around Ukraine Ukraine, will feature in the short film postcards that introduce each of the participating artists before they take the stage. We believe that this is the best way to reflect and celebrate Ukraine's Eurovision Song Contest win and show we are united by music during the hard times. The BBC, this year's host of the Song Contest, is almost among the broadcasters that are members of the EBU, but decision-making lies with the body itself. It is not the first time that Zelensky has been barred from giving a video address at a major entertainment or sporting event. A request to speak at the Oscars in March was said to have been declined for second for the second consecutive year, in addition to the Toronto Film Festival in September. A request by Zelensky to share a message of world peace before a kickoff at the World Cup final in Qatar last December was also rejected, or cater, sorry, and cater last December was rejected by FIFA, it was reported. That's how you say it, cater. I'm going Hmm. to say countries correctly. Lady Stowals, chair of the Lords of Communications and Digital Select Committee and the BBC's former head of corporate affairs, said the Ukrainian president should be allowed to speak at Eurovision. It's the wrong decision to deny him the opportunity to give a message on the basis that they don't support political statements, she told The Times. It's not acceptable. Ukraine's national broadcaster, UAPBC, said in October that it was unable to host the 67th edition of the Song Contest on safety grounds due to the Russian invasion. The EU asked the BBC to host the competition after UK finished in second place last year with Sam Ryder's Spaceman. Yeah, I think because he's the president of the country that is technically hosting or technically won, he should be allowed to say something. I think it's a really great way to get PR for, you know, the war because as yeah. we've seen as we've seen in the past even with social media because of how fast everything turns over quickly right you end up missing out on news or getting over it and forgetting about it because a new things here a new things here right so if he's constantly bothering people about the war people won't forget it's happening even if it's not affecting you there are people dying right now, you know?
1: Yeah, we, we do our part. We upgrade the war every day.
0: Exactly. So just keep that in your minds, you know? And don't forget about it, really. That's the least you can do is not forget that there's people dying right now in a war.
1: Right, right, so. right. War is hell. And as uh, Hawkeye Pierce said, uh, uh, war is worse than hell. And- yeah the reporter asked her why and he said there's no innocent bystanders in hell
0: yep nice there you go anyways your next story
1: all right suspected suspect in the natalie holloway aruba experience you probably remember this happened when you were 11.
0: i was 11 you said? Be ex-
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah to be ex- uh, spring break 2005.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Su- no, no idea. <laughs> suspect in Natalie Holloway's Aruba disappearance. She went to spring break in Aruba and never came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Holloway's Aruba disappearance to be extradited to the U.S. Suspect. Jordan Vandersloot, a suspect in the 2005 appearance disappearance of American Teenager, is a suspect. He has been serving a 20-year prison sentence in Peru for a separate murder conviction so this guy's an all-around international scumbag a man connected to the 2005 disappearance in Aruba of Natalie Holloway a teenager will be temporarily extradited to the United States from Peru to face charges that he extorted her mother the per- Peruvian authorities said Wednesday Miss Holloway disappeared during a trip to the Dutch Island with her Alabama high school class at age 18. she was declared dead in 2012 and an unsolved case has long generated great public interest in the United States. First, there was an intense news coverage, then true crime books and feature-length films. The suspect, joran vandersloot is a citizen of the netherlands who grew up in aruba and has been linked for years to miss holloway's de- disappearance according to the fbi she was last seen leaving an aruba no- nightclub in a car with him and two other young men around 1:30 a.m on may 30th 2005. well a little bit after spring break mr vandersloot is in peru serving a 28 years prison sentence for the m- murder in a separate case
0: Probably 2010
1: stra- strangulation death of stephanie flores a 21 year old peruvian student nice. he was sentenced. he was sentenced in 2012 age 24 after pleading guilty around the time of the 2010 arrest in the flores case mr van der sluten was indicted by a federal grand jury in Alabama on charges of trying to extort Mrs. Holloway's Miss Holloway's mother, Beth Holloway, for $250,000 for information about her daughter died and the location of her body, which has never been found. He accepted an initial payment of $25,000 in an FBI sting operation and provided what he knew was bogus information, the authorities said then. Peru and the United States have a 2001 extradition t- treaty. The Peruvian government issued a decree on Wednesday to allow Mr. Vandersloot, before he finishes his prison sentence, to be handed over temporarily and ensure that he finally faces justice in the United States. Uh, look forward to the longest sentence for mail fraud you ever saw. <laughs> yeah. We hope that this action will enable a process that will help to bring peace to Miss Holloway and her family, who are grieving in the same way that the Flores family in Peru is grieving for the loss of their daughter, Stephanie. Peru's ambassador to the United States, Gustavo Meza Quadras, said in a statement, has been a very long and painful journey, but the persistence of many is going to pay off. Together, we are finally getting justice for Natalie, said Beth Holloway in a statement. Your story.
0: I like, yeah, I feel like I've heard about that story before. I think it's maybe they movie. were talking about it back when they originally were gonna extradite him
1: or something cnn headline news talked about it for like a year straight yeah you know like they do nancy grace and all that stuff when she was on there your story
0: all right or i'm done i guess speaking of people going to court russian roman a russian woman is given suspended sentence for insulting and insulting note put on putin's grave parents oh grave. no The Russian court has given a two-year suspended sentence to a St. Petersburg woman who left a note on the grave of President Vladimir Putin's parents, saying they had raised a freak and a killer. The court found Irina Sebaneva 60, guilty of desecrating burial places motivated by political hatred. I can't believe that's an actual sentencing you can put down. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you desecrated a grave. Her lawyer says she that de- that she didn't plead guilty because she hadn't desecrated the grave physically or sought publicity for her actions. Not. The note that Sebaneva placed on the guarded grave on the eve of Putin's birthday in October read Parents of a maniac, take him to your place. He causes so much pain and trouble. The whole world prays for his death. Death to Putin. You raised a freak and a killer. That's, yeah, it seems more mm. like she was casting a spell than anything. Ooh. Since this Putin sent great. troops into Ukraine in February 2022, the government has waged a crackdown on dissent unseen since the Soviet era. In another case, a Russian government agency added actor Artur Smolyanov, a former consultant who advised the Ukrainian president's office, to a list of extremists and terrorists in january interview with europe europe edition of independent russian newspaper novaya Gazeta, smolyan Yonyov, stated that hypothetically he would take part in hostilities only on ukraine's side the ukrainian presidential consultant Oleksiy aristovic resigned after stating online that a russian missile that caused the death of 45 people in the city of Dnipro. Hit a residential building as a result of Ukrainian air defenses. Separately, a Russian military court sentenced Nikita Tushkhanov, a history teacher from Komi, to a five and a half year in prison for comments he made about last year's explosion of the Kerch bridge, Kerch bridge linking Ukraine's Crimea peninsula to mainland Russia. Tushkhanov was found guilty of justifying terrorism and discrediting the Russian army. Discrediting the Russian army Go to jail Criticism against the army is
1: Punishable by Critic- death Don't criticize the incompetent butchers
0: The teacher published a social media post in October Calling the bridge explosion a birthday present for Putin Meanwhile, jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny Reported on Twitter that he was he had returned to a solitary confinement punishment cell Only a day after his release from one He didn't speculate why Navalny 46, who exposed official corruption and organized massive anti Kremlin protests, was arrested in Moscow in January 2021 after recuperating in Germany from a nerve agent poisoning that he blamed on the Kremlin. He initially received a two and a half year prison sentence for a parole violation. Last year, he was sentenced to a nine year term for fraud and contempt of court. He's serving time at a maximum security prison 250 kilometers east of Moscow. I like how they're telling us where he is like go break him out or something like okay
1: pass him, pass what did you say 250
0: kilometers away we're on our way
1: Make him a cake with a file in it
0: <laughs> the Kremlin's sweeping campaign of oppression has criminalized criticism of the war in addition to fines and jail sentences those accused have been fired, blacklisted, branded as foreign agents or fled Russia but you know great, great country totally deserves to be invading Ukraine, or sorry, saving the Russians that live in Ukraine, because Ukraine isn't a real country, it's just a bunch of Russian people that are pretending not to be Russian. <laughs> Anyways, your story.
1: Okay. <laughs> Nothing like desecrating a grave, all right? <laughs> desecrating a grave would be dumping your dog shit on it, not leaving a note. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Dumping dog crap on it is actually a good well, idea. No, You might be
0: sentenced to nine years in prison if you do
1: that. They can trace it to your dog, maybe, I guess. I don't know if they want to do the DNA. Well, I just know if nobody catches you. Do they have a guard at his parents? I mean, his parents didn't raise him anyway. The Soviet Union did. Yeah. He was a KGB agent. All right, in AP News uh, with uh, science stuff, this is by Wilson Ring of ap tiny bats provide a glimmer of hope against fungus that threaten entire species this is dorset vermont deep in a cool damp cave in vermont tens of thousands of furry chocolate brown creatures stir- <laughs> stirred. the little brown bat survivors of a deadly fungus that decimated their population went into hibernation last fall now in early may they're waking detaching from the rock Wall, roosts, and making their first tentative flights in search of moss, beetles, and flying aquatic insects. They devour. It's here in deep passages that creep in the Vermont mountain where scientists found one of the first North American outbreaks of the fungus that causes white nose syndrome. Oh, no. Bat bones litter the cave floor like dry lawnmower cuttings. Looking closer, you'll find tiny skulls. And the bats are still dying white-nose syndrome is caused by an invasive fungus first found in upstate New York cave in 2006 geez the same the same time of the Natalie Holloway disappearance a short bat flight from Dorset Vermont County the fungus wakes bats from hibernation sending them into frigid winter air in search of food they die of exposure or starvation because the insect population is too sparse to support them that time of the year smaller than a mouse and about the weight of three pennies in the hand the dorset bats skitter across the cave walls or cling to one another for warmth their health hints that at least some species are adapting to the fungus that has killed millions of their brethren across north america that's really significant but it seems to be a stronghold where these bats are mostly surviving and then they're spreading out throughout new england in the summer said Alyssa bennett a small mammal biologist for the vermont department of fish and wildlife she has studied bats and white nose syndrome for more than a decade we're hoping that is a source of population for them for them to recover bennett said as critters fitted and swooped around her sorry flooded and swooped around her it will take time little brown bat females birth only one pup a year and while they can live into their teens or 20s, only 60 or 70 percent of the pups make it beyond the first 12 months. Scientists now estimate that between 70,000 and 90,000 bats hibernate in the Dorset Cave, the largest concentration in New England, at least the ones they found. Their numbers have dwindled from an estimated winter population of 300,000 to 350,000 or more in the 1960s, the last time the location was surveyed before the White Knoll was infiltrated. It's unclear how far the numbers have dropped after the fungus set in, but biologists who visited in 2009 and 2010 noted the ground in front of the cave was carpeted with dead bats. The fungus that causes the white nose syndrome is believed to have been brought to North America from Europe, where bats are apparently accustomed to it. Named for the white fuzzy spot it produces on the noses and other bat body parts, the fungus killed 90% more of the bat population in parts of North America. Last month, a report by the North American Bat Conservation Alliance found that 81 of 141, 154 known bat species in the United States, Canada, and Mexico are at severe risk from white nose infection, climate change, and habitat loss. It matters. The U.S. Geological Survey estimates that bats boost U.S. agriculture by $3.7 a year by eating crop destroying insects such as larvae laying moss, whose offspring bore into corn plants.
0: And also, scientists.
1: Yeah, they eat eat lots and lots of bugs. I love bats myself, so I'm not a bad hater. Scientists have known for years that some little brown bats seem to survive being exposed to the fungus, despite an overall mortality rate that it was feared could eradicate them. Your dorses little brown bats are holding up, though dorses little brown bats are holding up. Other once common species found with them, like northern long-eared and tricolor bats, are almost impossible to detect now. There's something special about those bats, Bennett said. We can tell exactly what we can't tell exactly what that is but we have genetic research that we've cl- collaborated on that suggests that those bats do have factors that are related to hibernation immune response are allowing them to tolerate the disease and pass those features on to their young all right so we're optimistic about saving these bats
0: yeah i'm happy i love and bats too
1: did i do my fourth story now or wait for, wait this is a short one this is about okay. inflation Go ahead and in four story friday because i punched up four stories because i forgot how to count and uh here's US, u.s wholesale price data for april points to easy inflation pressures we'll see if the uh, banks cut interest rates i doubt it paul wiseman from eap writes wholesale prices in the united states rose modestly last month latest sign that inflationary pressures may be easy more than a year after the federal reserve unleashed an aggressive campaign of steadily higher interest rates from march to april the government's producer price index rose just 0.2 percent after falling 0.4 from february to march held down by falling food prices for food transportation and warehousing Compared with a year earlier, wholesale prices rose just 2.3%. The 10th straight slowdown and the lowest figure since 2021. Lower energy prices helped slow the annual inflation rate. So while other countries are dealing with double-digit inflation, ours is 23 and we're still complaining. Okay, excluding a volatile food and the energy prices, so-called core inflation rose 0.2% from March to 3.2%. From 12 months earlier. The year over year increase in core wholesale inflation was the lowest since March 1 and seventh straight slowdown. Fed pays particular, particularly close attention to core prices, which tend to be a better gauge of economies underlying inflation pressures. The producer price index that the De- Labor Department issued Thursday reflects its prices charged by manufacturers, farmers, and wholesalers. It can provide an early sign of just how fast consumer inflation will rise. The index is used to help calculate the Fed's favored inflation gauge, consumer departments, I'm sorry, the Commerce Department's Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. There's probably an acronym for that. April's mild producer figure amounts to much needed and awaited good news for the Fed's fight against inflation, said Ryan Sweet, Chief U.S. Economics at Oxford Economics. Thursday's wholesale figures allow a government report Wednesday that showed that the consumer-level core prices rose 0.4% from March to April, the fifth straight month, that those prices have risen at least that much, well above the pace needed to meet Fed's 2.2% annual inflation target. Okay. On a year over basis, overall consumer inflation at 4.9 has dropped significantly since peaking at 9.1 in June. 2022 remains well above the Fed's target level. Economic growth slowed to a tepid 1.1% annual rate from January. Last week, the Fed signaled it may now pause its interest rate right hikes, rate hikes, so that its policymakers can step back and assess the impact of higher rates on growth and inflation. Thank you. Chairman Jerome Powell said that the Fed would monitor other threats, including the recent turmoil in the banking sector, to determine whether to spend its tax right its rate hikes, sorry, its rate hikes. Paul stressed his belief that the collapse of three large banks in the past six weeks will likely cause other banks to tighten lending to avoid similar fates. Such lending cutbacks, he added, will likely help slow the economy, cool inflation, and lessen the need for the Fed to further raise rates. Your story, finally, right?
0: Okay. Well, hopefully that keeps keeps happening, that trend keeps happening, because... I'd like my I'd like well, depends on what like happens with the EU and the Euro and the USD, but we'll see what happens in the future. As all things in economy just happens very slowly or very quickly all of a sudden. In Culture News, on Wednesday there was a very there was a story about how a best-selling book known as 4C, untitled Flatiron Nonfiction Summer 2023, was already being getting pre-orders and rising up the US charts without anybody to know who wrote the book. On Wednesday, uh, Cyan, uh, Sean, oh that's a that's an Irish name. I can't say that.
1: How is it spelled?
0: <laughs> this person on the Guardian predicted <laughs> that it must be Taylor Swift fans and they, oh. they believe that Taylor Swift is the author behind the book. Well, we've got news for you. It is not Taylor Swift. It is indeed International sunshine rainbow in sensation BTS. <laughs> Sorry Swifties, BTS revealed oh. as authors of mystery mystery book that intrigued the internet. Beyond the story, 10-year record of BTS will be out on July 9th, ending feverish speculation that the previous untitled book was a Taylor Swift memoir. The guessing game began this week when a mysteriously untitled book scheduled for publication in July, known only as 4C Untitled, Flatiron Nonfiction Summer 2023, appeared. It quickly became a bestseller when Taylor Swift fans began feverishly speculating that was her surprise memoir. But the mystery has been solved, with publishing house Flatiron Books bringing forward their announcement by a month to reveal the book is actually by another musical powerhouse, the K-pop boy band BTS. Beyond the story, 10 year record of BTS is written by journalist so, Myong Suk Kang, with seven members of the group RM, Jin, Suga, J Hope, Jimin, and V, and Jungkook, who will, will be structured as an oral history of their story. It has been translated into English by Anton Hoor in collaboration with Claire Richards and Slyn Jung. Rumors about the book began to spread when US booksellers shared news that an untitled book with a huge initial print run of on 1 million copies was coming on 9th of July, and that they had been required to sign an affidavit? I don't know what that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> affidavit?
0: <laughs> yeah, to stock copies on publication day. The book, a flat iron sales official emailed. Sellers would have global appeal and massive publicity. No kidding. It's like we already made a million books because we know we're, s- we're going to be selling at yeah. least more than that.
1: But yeah, you only <laughs> print them as you sell them nowadays, anyway.
0: Yeah, the scant available de- available details about the book were read as clues by both fans of Swifts and BTS. The authors and subjects were initially set to be revealed on the 13th of June. 13 is Swift's favorite number, but the day is also the 10th anniversary of BTS's first single No More Dream. The number in the 544 page count- that's a lot of pages wow. for a memoir- also add up to 13. Oh yeah, 544 also add to 13. They're really going crazy with the ideas Is here. it actually a memoir or is it just a- yeah. It's
1: actually a memoir, or a book. They didn't even say. They thought it was Taylor Swift's memoir. No,
0: it's not a memoir. It's I think it's it, like I said, it's a publication by a journalist about the seven uh, members. So it's a uh, biography. Right. Not from their words, but out of from their point of view, I guess. The ninth, the ninth of July publication date also falls two days after the release of Swift's upcoming album, Speak Now, Taylor's version. But it's also the 10-year anniversary of ARMY Day, marking the founding of BTS's fan fanbase ARMY, whose name stands for Adorable Representatives MCs for Youth. Speculation about the book made it a bestseller on Amazon and Barnes & Noble website earlier this week, as fans of both Swift and BTS placed pre-orders. Man, those Swifties are going to be so sure disappointed. Oh, I guess I'll read it. I already bought it. <laughs> The ARMY is extremely online fandom that has become famous for their devotion to the band with many learning Korean to help translate BTS content in English and other languages for fellow fans, as well as harnessing the collective voice for political activism when the white lives matter hashtag began to take off on Twitter in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd K-pop fans hijacked the hashtag and drowned it out by flooding Twitter with video clips and memes of their favorite artists many accompanied by anti-racist messages soon after K-pop fans humiliated the US President Donald Trump by registering for tickets at one of his rallies with no intention of tending meaning Trump showed up to a very empty 19,000 seat arena in Tulsa
1: <laughs>
0: since 2013 BTS has released 9 albums albums and six EPs. In twenty eighteen the group became the first K-pop act to hit number one in the US Billboard album chart with Love Yourself Tier, an achievement it repeated twice more in less than a year, matching a record set by the Beatles. Last June, BTS announced they were going to hit going on hiatus, citing exhaustion and pressure as well as a desire to focus on their soul of creative projects. And also they're Korean so they have to go to they have to go to the military. It's required by law. But sure <laughs>
1: we should they're require that happy, too
0: they're doing this service that's why they're, they're going the United
1: States <laughs> United States should do the same thing get everybody yeah. going to military learn th- how tough you really are yeah. if we
0: want to quickly editorialize on this I agree with you but I think we really should like not genderfy it either because I understand why Korea does it because one they're actually all in an active war at all times right And until yeah. North Korea is no longer a fascist state that wants to take them over they're always going to be in war times right so, the reason they have required service is that South Korean men, at least, right? If war happens, they know exactly what to do, right? You don't have to send a bunch of people to boot camp and then train them for six months or six weeks or whatever. Okay, now you know, they'll already know what to do because they, they had to do it, right? I think, I think it's it really re- good for people of a country, if they want to protect the country, to know what to do when that happens. Instead of it making it voluntary or... You know, crazy gun nuts or something. You're the only people who know how to fire a gun. Is not a good. Like even I know right. how to fire a gun, and I don't even like guns. I hate guns. I think they're the worst things ever. You don't hate ever. guns.
1: They're fun. They're fun. You shoot them for fun. You just but hate I know how to. Pilot. I know how they work, and that's yeah. what's
0: important. I know how to take apart yeah. a gun. I know how they work because I'd rather not die from an
1: invasion. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think you enjoy shooting, so I wouldn't say you hate guns. So anyway, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Is the story is still going. I'm sorry. Yes.
0: Anyways, that was just my quick editorial about mandatory service. The reunion of BTS will be delayed until 2025 because of mandatory military service. All able-bodied South Korean men under the age of 30 are required to serve for between 18 to 20 months, a duty intended to maintain the country's ability to defend against a possible attack by North Korea, with which it's technically still at war with. The oldest member of the band, Jin, began his military service in December, with J-Hope following in April. BTS remains a huge money spinner for South Korea, adding an estimated of... billion U.S. dollars annually to the country's economy. Still, some male K-pop artists have struggled to resume their careers after military service in a cutthroat industry where artists are seen as easily replaceable. Okay. These guys... Oh yeah, they're totally gonna just flame out and disappear. Okay. Right now, one of the members, Suga, is on a tour. And he had to add more dates because they sold out too many dates. But you know test might come back to no fans. Okay, <laughs> whatever you say, <laughs> Associated Press. Well, <laughs> all right. As an army, I'm insulted. Okay, I will confirm <laughs> I am army, and I am insulted by this <laughs>
1: statement. Why don't they? Why don't they take more women? Is it a is it a societal Korean yes. thing?
0: Yes, uh, famously, Korean society, at least general generally, right? Just generally, is still very yeah. traditional. It's still very her- her- hierarchical hierarchical
1: Uh
0: um i mean one of the reasons i believe that a lot of countries do not have a right uh, have a lowering birth rate is because of that traditional values right you see Uh women in other countries having free time doing whatever not feeling bogged down and then you're living in a country where you are completely bogged down by being a woman hence well as your rebellion you deny deny having children because that's the only power you really have is helping continuing the population
1: (laughs) and I know Israel for instance does have mandatory conscription for everybody I mean you can get out of it apparently you can get out of it rather easily but uh, yeah it's mandatory you can get out of go to college you can get out of it by being
0: no that's famously that's what Koreans do Uh, Koreans can get out of or they can um, what do you call it they can make it, they can not get out of it because they still have to do it at some point, but you don't have to do it instantly if you're in school, right? So instead of going, as soon as you turn 18, you can go into university and not do it until like, well, I mean, BTS has held it off until they turned 30, which is the limit. So (laughs) that's how long they
1: took. Old timers. And again, why does, does, uh, not that she has one, Taylor Swift's memoir, she'd rather wait till she's like 60 maybe, you know? Yeah. You still you still living in your life. You don't write a memoir. Well, here's all the I've accomplished. I'm gonna retire. A memoir.
0: The memoir of right. my early days, you know?
1: The memoir, yeah, the memoir of me making more money, I guess. I don't know. This <laughs> day in this history. We,
0: this week or this day in history, not this week in history.
1: This day in history may May the twelfth be with you. <laughs> may the twelfth be with you. In 1780, during your Revolutionary. During the American Revolution, Major General Benjamin Lincoln of the Continental Army was forced to surrender 7,000 troops on this day at Charleston, South Carolina. It's towards the end of the Revolutionary War. In 1860, I'm sorry, 1820, English nurse Florence Nightingale, who founded who founded trained nursing as a profession for women was born in Florence, Italy. International Nurses Day is celebrated on her birthday, so that's something to keep in mind. 1846, the ill-fated Donner Party left for independ- left Independence, Missouri, for California. Noted for cannibalism, when they ran out of food in the mountains of the Sierra as that winter. 1925, American baseball player, manager, and coach Yogi Berra was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Yogi Berra famously said, it's not over till it's over. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Uh, What else? Uh, (laughs) Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. You can't fight logic like that. 1937, King George VI. Was crowned following the abdication of Edward the Eighth. So Charles's grandpappy was was coronated in this day in nineteen thirty-seven. The Soviet Union lifted his blockade of Berlin in nineteen forty-nine, which didn't last because they did put a 1972, the British rock group The Rolling Stones released *Exile on Main Street*, a double album that's considered one of their defining. I'm not a big fan of *Exile on Main Street*. I don't know why, but I don't think it's one of their finest works. <laughs> a massive earthquake struck Sichuan Province in China, causing great destruction and killing some 90,000 people on this day in 2008. Wow! His birthday. Yeah. Also the most famous event of this day it was the first flight over the North Pole. 1926, aboard the semi-rigid airship Norg, Norwegian explorer Roald Odmundsson, American scientist Lincoln Ellsworth, and an Italian engineer Umberto Nobile, made the first undisputed flight over the North Pole on this date in 1926. And birthdays today, Catherine Hepburn is born in this day in 1907 in Hartford, Connecticut. Jonah Lumu, New Zealand rugby union football player, born in Mm -hmm. 1975. Big famous guy in New Zealand apparently. Hats off to you. 1968, Tony Hawk, American skateboarder, was born in 1937. George Carlin, my favorite, the funniest guy of all time, medium philosopher, was born in this date, nineteen thirty-seven. Bert Backerack, who died recently, was born in this date, in nineteen twenty-eight. American singer and songwriter. And those are today's birthdays. What today is it today? We already covered it. It's International Nurses Day because it's Florence Nightingale birthday. National Military Spouse Appreciation Day is Friday. Today. Yeah. International, yep International ME slash CFS Awareness And if you know what that is uh, I guess we'll look it up Go get aware of it ME slash CFS Do you know what that is? No It isn't me, because I'm already aware of me But it's an international day so, it's not a national day so I made everybody aware of it Now go look it up national provider appreciation day provider of what like national, Health. national i guess so uh it's somebody reading books to children in the picture so national people, provider people appreciation who help children
0: day. teachers parents other caregivers
1: and as we're already appreciating nurses national odometer day so go out and look at your odometer mine's around seventy-one thousand. National Limerick Day! Ha ha! I love me some limericks. I can write. I can actually write limericks. Uh, oh I know, wow! I have, a ta- I have a talent for it, man. I can really whip out a limerick. There once was a man from Nantucket. I suppose there's a big celebration in Nantucket today. I would guess. National Fibromyalgia Day Awareness Day. I kind of know what that is, but not totally sure. I'm lucky I said it right. National Nutty Fudge Day. Okay. <laughs> and National Sapphire Segol Day. Seguola, National Sapphire Seguola, Sapphire Seguala. What is that? You haven't any idea? But it's that day today. Alright. And that's the way it goes on Four Story Friday.
0: That's been Allison here, getting way too excited about BTS. And we will see you (laughs) next week for some more news on what's going on in the world.
1: And this is Roger with more comprehensive news of planet Earth and telling you about bats and inflation and murders and all kinds of crazy days that we can't pronounce. Today, May 12th, 2023 edition of Before Coffee. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe and notify buttons and follow our other channels, Toxic Alley, History of Gravy, and Scratchy Old Records.